It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeated again by the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota comes in, sweeps. This two-game set here at T-Mobile Arena, 2-1, to the final in this one. Let's bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, try to make sense of this one. And Dan, really, it's it's a lack of scoring. It's a lack of the ability to put the puck in the back of the net for the Golden Knights over this three-game winless streak. What do we make of the scoring issues right now for the Golden Knights? I think that it tends to get in some players' heads. They try to be too perfect, and the absence of Chandler Stevenson doesn't help matters. Cody Glass is thrust into a spot where he's playing with Pacioretty and Stone. Uh, I don't think Cody's game today was as good as the game that he did play last week. And uh, though you do get some exciting play from Tuck, Nosek, and Watt, Nosek's been great. Tuck has been very good. I think Nick Watt, despite getting an assist on that goal, he's, I think, overthinking it too. I think he and Cody Glass seem to be in the same mental state of, you know, thinking too much or trying to avoid making a mistake rather than just playing. And that can be problematic when your top players are not scoring. Now, Will Carlson had scored goals the last couple of games, but, hey, look at Pacioretty and Stone and Marcheseau and Smith. Now, they're, they're not scoring, so yeah. uh, it, it, that, that, that's problematic. And this is a team that is now, uh, after tonight, we'll see how far they might drop with one goal today, but they started the day ninth in offense they had been top two. They were right there, neck and neck with Colorado in both goals per game and goals allowed. Uh, they're still second in goals against. Colorado is number one, but uh, they have simply not been able to score nearly at the rate that we had expected and been accustomed to. And a lot of that scoring was in the third period. You think about third period and overtime scoring, they've been fantastic. Uh, plus 26 if you combine third period and overtime scoring 46 goals in the third six goals in overtime but hey they give up two goals in the third period they have the longest streak when going to the third period with a lead 23 consecutive wins when leading after two periods that goes back to february 8th 2020 against the carolina hurricanes now think about that that's more than a calendar year of regular season hockey. 23 consecutive wins when they'd had a lead after two periods. And uh, they had a one nothing lead. It was not a large enough lead. Uh, we heard it from Nick Holden during the second intermission. You got a sense that they were happy with the way they were playing, except they weren't finishing on the chances they had created. And again, whether those are shots that get blocked or shots that miss or uh, dangerous scoring opportunities that don't yield a shot attempt of any kind uh, that's part of the problem too they just seem to be uh, just a little bit off and it, each guy takes that a little bit differently uh, you know it, it, it's hard to say with a broad stroke that you know they're gripping their sticks oh in some way shape or form when nobody is scoring you think all right i got to score and what happens is it's like a, a domino effect and uh, guys start to um, maybe in fact rip their stick a, a little too tightly as the old cliche goes you know dan special teams I, I i'm not really big on on what the overall percentages are but when it comes to 
key moments in a game, that's when your yeah. special teams really have to come through. And you look at the last two games for the Golden Knights, their penalty kill has yielded a goal in, in a key situation. Their power play hasn't really come through for them. What about those special teams right now can the Golden Knights improve on to try to turn the tide in those key moments? Yeah, well, you know that Minnesota is desperate for power play scoring. Uh, they had only 10 power play goals all year coming into this series. And what do you know? They get a tying goal on Thursday on the power play and a tying goal today on the power play. And their numbers were just so bad, 31st in the league. They were under 10%. And those kinds of numbers are almost unheard of, especially for a team that's poised to make the playoffs, a very good team. So you, you figure that was going to come around eventually. You know that to some degree they've, they've been working on that when they can. Uh, they're without Foligno, they're without Parise, so maybe different configuration of players. Kaprizov got the power play goal today. It was Jared Spurgeon, the defenseman, who got it on Thursday. So you can imagine that Minnesota's power play would click into gear at some point. Three of their now 12 power play goals have been against the Knights. So it's almost like I can understand if the Knights were to give up the power play goal just because Minnesota was due <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> the bigger concern for me isn't the penalty kill because the Knights overall are still fifth best penalty kill in the league. The bigger concern to me, Ryan, is that the yeah. power play is uh, they've got 20 power play goals on the year and they're going to be down maybe below 18%. They're bottom third in the league. And it just seems to me that with all of the talent, all of the weapons, the proven NHL power play talent they have, it's, I mean, it's kind of mind-boggling that they aren't more effective in finishing the chances. And I tell you, their early power play in this one, which was in the second period when Carson Soucy interfered with Cody Glass in the first five minutes of the second period, that was their best-looking power play. Yeah. of the game. They only got two shots on that power play, but you felt like they were dangerous, they, like the, the Wild were on their heels. The later power plays, it was all perimeter. It, was, it looked like a game of keep away rather than, hey, the team with more people on the ice should be able to assert its authority. And even the six on five late in the game, there, there just wasn't enough there. It was, they were hope plays more than anything else. Cycle in the corner, try a cross ice pass. Just none of that stuff is high percentage and they did not put the Wild on their heels. Quite the opposite, Minnesota's penalty killers and those five guys at the end of regulation, they put the Knights' power players on their heels, and that's not how it's supposed to be. And that, to me, I agree with your comment on the numbers. When I observe that, that is what is of concern to me. Well, as always, Dan, thanks for joining us here on the postgame show, and we will talk to you from St. Louis. Look forward to it. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We're back with much more here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Well, you know, they're, they're a good defensive team, and, and we knew coming into this series that uh, you were going to have to win the net fronts, and I thought uh, the story of tonight, I mean, their two goals traveled a combined probably 8 to 12 inches. Uh, they were both right around the crease, and uh, we had some opportunities. I, I didn't think we went there enough, but we went. we had enough chances to really 
I thought to extend the lead when we were up one nothing and, and put them in a in a hole where they had to change their game and we didn't do that. We didn't we didn't stick the opportunities we had in the net and, and they did. Next question tonight comes from David Shane, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey David. Hey Pitchin, can you expand on what you just mentioned and did that play into not being able to hold leads in the third period, just not being able to extend the lead? Or why was that what's your explanation I guess for that? Well, you know, I, I, I really liked our second period. I, I thought, uh, you know, we're up one nothing, and, and we, we had, an, we had op- multiple opportunities in the second period to extend that lead to 2 nothing, um, which changes the entire face of the game. And their goalie made some big saves. We didn't execute, you know, some partial breakaways, a three-on-one. Um, you know, so when you let a team hang around, when you don't finish – those opportunities and, and put them in in a hole when you have that chance uh, you know they, they were real opportunistic in the third next we'll go to Jesse Granger from the athletic hey Jesse hey Pete you, you mentioned around the net and it seems like Minnesota does a really good job of getting those chances around the net do you think it's more their personnel or, or just the system they run why do you think they create so much there well the, yeah I mean that's part of their identity that's how they're built they, they got some big heavy forwards and, and they, they've got some grinders there and um, you know, they put pucks and bodies to the net and make it tough on you. And um, like I said, I, I thought, uh, I thought we worked tonight. I thought we did uh, a lot of things, right. Um, you know, it's a game of inches when you get two really evenly matched teams and even, even on the power play there, ours goes off the crossbar. If that goes in, you know, it, it changes the face of the game. Next question comes from Ben Goat, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey Ben. Hi Pete. You just mentioned that power play there. Just what was your overall assessment of uh, your guys' effort on the man advantage tonight? Uh, loved our first one, hated our second one. I think we had two, right? We have more than that. I think two. Take a couple more questions here with Pete tonight. Next one comes from Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Pete, the other night you talked about the intensity starting to ratchet up. Uh, the style of the games, too, though, I guess, stylistically, Minnesota packed it in, uh, blocked 25 shots. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of working room, is there, the rest of the way? No. You, you can see where the games are going. And, uh, you know, we we have to uh, be comfortable in those type of games. And, um, you know, it, it's uh, – the playoffs are, are uh, around the horizon here, and I think everybody's dialing in on on playoff type details in order to win. And the shot blocking was was for sure a factor tonight. I think, you know, we we directed a, a ton of shots to the net, but a lot of them didn't get through. And um, we've got to do a better job of finding ways to to get pucks to the net. Last question comes from Ed Graney, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, Ed. Hi, Pete. Um, one's on the power play, like you said. The other one's close in. What did you think of Flurry? His numbers haven't been great, but what did you think is of, of his effort tonight? Yeah, he was good tonight. Uh, he, he wasn't the reason we lost. We lost because because we didn't, uh, you know, stick the puck uh, past their guy. Thanks, Pete. Thank you.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights drop this one 2-1 to one to the Minnesota Wild in regulation. Minnesota comes in, takes four of a possible four points in these two games against the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena. You just heard from head coach Pete DeBoer in tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. A tough game for the Golden Knights. Uh, Some of the comments from Pete that stood out to me, if you let a team hang around, if you don't finish your opportunities, you know, it's it's really that simple. The Golden Knights up one nothing had plenty of opportunities to put the puck in the back of the net. Cam Talbot with a couple of really good saves, but other opportunities, it's missed shots, it's block shots, and in those instances, when you go into the third period up one nothing in a game that's been very close, uh, you have a tendency of of kind of being being in a situation where you lose that lead, and that's what happened to the Golden Knights two games in a row. So let's take a look at the highlights in this one. We go all the way back to the first period, and it's Tomasz Nosek opening up the scoring, allowing the Golden Knights to settle into this game just five minutes and 33 seconds in. From the near side, fires it opposite corner, Watt. Oh, it's a backhander score! Tomasz Nosek follows it up. Nick Watt looked like he would play it off the right corner boards, but at the last moment he lifted his stick so it would come cleanly through to the middle, and Nosek puts it into the goal. That's Nosek from Nick Waugh and Alex Tuck at 5.33 of the first period to make it one to nothing Vegas. We would go to the second period. There'd be back-and-forth action, both teams getting opportunities, but no goals to show for it in the second period. We'd head to the third period, and up one nothing. Marc-Andre Fleury would be called upon early in the third to make our AAA insurance save of the game. Jared Spurgeon instead cuts it off from Minnesota. Right side, Fiala in the zone. He centers, a shot, sliding save, Flurry to his right, a rebound, and another save. Rebound cleared out of the zone. Couple of steps at close range for Marc-Andre Fleury. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. Still up one to nothing. The Golden Knights would take a penalty, and it's Kirill Kaprizov scoring a power play goal to tie the game. Fiala comes in, right circle, cuts to the middle, and stripped to the puck. Still in the zone, left wing, centering feed, they score. Kaprizov ties it up. Power play goal, 1-1 tie. That's Kaprizov from Joel Eriksson-Eck and Kevin Fiala at 6-13 of the third period to make it 1-1. It's really an elite pass from Eriksson-Eck. It's Kaprizov backdoor. It's a simple tap-in goal for the Minnesota Wild on the power play. Just under a minute later, Joel Eriksson-Eck would put the Wild up for the first time in the game. Looking for the go-ahead goal. Left wing try save. Rebound score! Minnesota does take the lead. This one comes at even strength on a rebound opportunity. Joel Eriksson assisted on the goal moments ago. He has scored the go-ahead goal now. 2-1 to Wild with 12.52 to go in the third. That's Eriksson from Jordan Greenway and Ryan Suter at 7.08 of the third period to make it 2-1 to Minnesota. The Golden Knights would pull Marc-Andre Fleury. They would take a timeout with just about two minutes left. They'd push but would come up short, and all that was left was the final call. Into the Vegas zone with seven seconds. Greenway centering pass is blocked. Three seconds, two, 
one. This game is over. Minnesota wins it two to one. Two goals in the third period. And the Knights are winless in three. And there you have it, the final score, Minnesota 2, the Golden Knights 1. Another instance of the Golden Knights leading a game in the third period, and it's Minnesota finding ways to win. And, and I, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. We've become so used to the Golden Knights coming into the third period, dominating play, finding goals, finding opportunities to score, and then riding that wave to a victory. It hasn't been happening lately for the Golden Knights. Goals have been at a premium. The ability to find grade A scoring chances and then convert on those chances, that's been at a premium for the Golden Knights, and it's really a lack of, of the ability to finish that has allowed teams to hang around in games, and it's, it's finding the Golden Knights on the wrong side of the score sheet at the end of the game. We've become so used to them finding ways to win. Right now, other teams are coming in and flipping that script on the Golden Knights. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. Triple A Insurance Post Game Show, the Minnesota Wild 2, the Vegas Golden Knights 1. Minnesota grabs four points out of a possible four. The Golden Knights do get a point by virtue of the shootout loss on Thursday. The post game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And this has really uh, been the story for the Golden Knights lately. You get Alex Petrangelo back into the lineup, and then you lose Ryan Reeves. You lose Zach Whitecloud to injury. Chandler Stevenson will sit out one more game, serving the final game of his three-game suspension on Monday against the St. Louis Blues. And then you get a little bit of relief coming into the lineup today. You get Cody Glass back plays with Pacioretty and Stone, and you get Patrick Brown. You're able to bring Patrick Brown in, put him on the in the lineup to play with Will Carrier and Keegan Colazar, and then second period, Patrick Brown can't go. Patrick Brown took two shifts in the second period, didn't return to the game after that, so hopefully getting an update on Patrick Brown in the coming days, as well as updates on Ryan Reeves, Zach Whitecloud, when we might see those players back for the Golden Knights. Right now, it is attrition. It is 100% attrition for Vegas. You knew that with this season, as truncated as it is, playing as much hockey as this team has played, and let's be honest, 17 games in 31 days is condensed. That's what the Golden Knights had in the month of March. They're going to do it again in April. 17 games in April. Like, 
there's bound to be some bumps and bruises. There's bound to be some players that cannot go physically. And right now the Golden Knights are going through a stretch of injuries that it's, it's difficult to continue to progress and push through. It's just hard. And, and it's not to say that there aren't other teams in the NHL that are dealing with it. There absolutely is a bunch of teams that are playing without key players in the lineup night in and night out because of injury, because they are battling through the, the normal rigors of a season in a more condensed schedule. And so for the Golden Knights, getting healthy is certainly going to help, we just don't really know when that's going to be. And it almost feels like every game the Golden Knights play, it's another player that is seemingly finding themselves injured. So hopefully we get some information on those players that have missed time for the Golden Knights when we might expect them back. And I think Zach Whitecloud is a key. Like He's one of those players. He gives you a strong penalty kill minutes. He's able to just kind of calm things down. I like the way that he breaks the puck out of his own zone. He, His presence on the ice, I think, has been missed by the Golden Knights while he's not been in the lineup. And then, you know, you have a lot of guys that are getting some opportunities. They're just not going. Obviously, Keegan Colasar, we look at that on Thursday. Colasar, again, had a glorious scoring chance. There were a couple of opportunities for Alex Tuck. And, you know, I, I think the biggest issue... Just like when you kind of when you look back at this game, it's how many opportunities the Golden Knights had that missed the net. How many opportunities that were blocked by the Minnesota Wild? You gotta credit Minnesota for standing in the lanes. Like if you look at the way the Minnesota Wild played this game, five bodies in front of Cam Talbot at all times. You want to pass the puck around the perimeter, go right ahead. You want to stay in our zone for a long time. That's cool with us. We'll just keep you to the perimeter. We're going to keep you to the outside. You're going to work the puck around. And every single time you think you've got a lane to shoot, eh, we're just going to get right in front of it. And we'll either block it or you will adjust your angle and you'll miss the net. And that happened to the Golden Knights quite a bit in tonight's game. I believe 19 shots on goal missed the net. Actually, and and I, I circled this to talk about in the second intermission because I found this interesting. At the end of two periods of play, the Golden Knights had 17 shots on goal. That's, that's good for two periods. That's good. 17 shots on goal. That's great. They also missed the net 17 times. So through two periods of play, the Golden Knights missed the net as many times as they hit the net. It's going to be hard to beat goaltenders if the looks that you're getting are not forcing saves. It's going to be hard to find second and third opportunities to find rebounds if you're not forcing goaltenders to make saves. So it'll be interesting to see how the Golden Knights respond to this. This is, uh, this is probably a good thing to get out onto the road. It's also probably a good thing that Vegas is going up against St. Louis. St. Louis has been struggling. The Golden Knights this season have played St. Louis incredibly well. So I'm curious to see what the response is and how healthy the Golden Knights can be as we approach those two games Monday and Wednesday against the St. Louis Blues. We're going to wrap it up next here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, 2-1 the final. The Minnesota Wilds defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows, and it started off well enough for the Golden Knights. It's an Alex Tuck dump-in that everyone thinks is offside, including Nick Waugh, who allows the puck to just kind of deflect off of his skate into the slot and it's Tomas Nosek who picks up the the puck and puts it in the back of the net and it's one nothing five and a half minutes into the game for the Golden Knights and I think now granted plenty of opportunities plenty of chances for Vegas but I think that you you look at that and the way Marc-Andre Fleury has played this season you uh you kind of get into a mindset that if the goals don't come, you could probably eke out a, a one nothing win. Mark andre has been that good. And for the Golden Knights, it's missed opportunities. They, again, have some chances. There are some looks in this game that if the Golden Knights can bury, if they can put one or two of those away, and you've got a two- or three-goal lead going into the third period, it's a very different-looking game. The Golden Knights were not able to do that. They were not able to capitalize on their opportunities. And, furthermore, they just didn't get enough traffic to the front of the net. Minnesota protected the house. The Golden Knights did what they could in front of Marc-Andre Fleury for the majority of the game, but then you look at the two goals, Kirill Kaprizov backdoor tap-in, And then it's Joel Erickson Eck who gets a shot, goes to the front of the net, follows up, and puts his rebound home. That's the difference in the game tonight. The Golden Knights will be in action next on Monday. Puck drop is 5 o'clock. Pre-game show starts at 4 p.m. Extended post-game show is coming up right after the break, right here on the AAA on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 2-1 the final. The Minnesota Wild get two goals in less than a minute in the third period to tie the game and then take the lead in the game in the third period. 702-876-1340 is the number. This is your post-game show. It is now time to call so that we can talk about this. The Golden Knights are 0-2-1 in their last three games, and scoring has dried up. So I know you all are excited to talk tonight. I know you want to get some things off your chest. I understand all of those things. So let's talk it out. You know, I look at this game, and it's a situation where 
you can understand that the Golden Knights are going to look at these these two games against Minnesota and say, undermanned, we played a heck of a hockey game on Thursday. And even though, even though we were undermanned, we played well enough to win that game. We left a point on the table. And then I think today, not undermanned, I don't think the Golden Knights played a bad game by any by any stretch. They just weren't opportunistic. They didn't convert on their opportunities. And once the playoffs roll around, that is the measuring stick by which we will determine if the Golden Knights season was a success or anything less than that. Right? Like that's where we judge this team. We don't judge them on division titles. We don't judge them on conference final appearances. This team, as constructed, we judge them on whether or not they're going to win the Stanley Cup. And that's what this team is. That's where they are. And so when we look at this game, when we look at these two against Minnesota, a potential playoff opponent for the Golden Knights. I don't think that it knocks them off of what our expectations should be then. I do wonder, though, about the lack of scoring. I wonder about this team's ability to score enough if you're not getting consistent production from Mark Stone, from Max Pacioretty, from Jonathan Marchessault, from Alex Tuck. I mean, you look at the Golden Knights and you look at where the majority of the goals came from when they were in first place and winning seemingly every night. And with that production stalling here a bit, and granted, you're not going to get those performances for an entire 56-game schedule. There will be natural stalls in the season. I think the Golden Knights are kind of in one right now. Do you have enough around the edges to make up for those periods? 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you doing tonight? I'm okay. It's, you know, never fun when we lose, but I'm trying not to let it ruin my day. <laughs> so, what, yeah, what do you want to talk about? Um, you know, I, I feel like it's just kind of cycling, like what we need, right? So before it was, we were, you know, getting those goals five on five. It was the top six that were making the school goals, but well, we need more from the bottom six. Well, now, I mean, look at Nosek. He's the one that's put up, he's put up a ton of points in the last how many games, and we're getting that, but the top line scoring has dried up, and the power play is having issues. So it's Almost like just it, it, all the pieces are there. They're just not bringing all the pieces to the table every day. Does that make sense? No, it, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, you, you had a first half of the season that was largely dominated by the Golden Knights' ability uh, of their top players to score and score often. And right now what you're seeing is that's dried up a bit, and it's the Golden Knights' depth that is coming through, but when you have just depth scoring shining and not enough from your top six, then you're, you're likely not going to win very many hockey games. Yeah, I mean, it, 
it's, you know, and I, I think that, of course, having, you know, so many players in and out of the lineup right now is not helping also. Like, I'm sure that's not making it any easier. And then losing Patrick Brown in the middle of the game today definitely didn't help. But, you know, I, I'm still not going to be doom and gloom because, you know, it's, Good. There's, there's no reason, like, life's not fun if you're going to be doom and gloom anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. Like, I, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and there was some rough times this, this season, but we know how that ended. So, you know. Well, well I, I, guess, I guess my question, like, are you concerned about this blip right now for the Golden Knights, or would you rather have it happen now and, and have this team figure out how to work through it as opposed to having it happen in, say, a conference final, final four, or even the Stanley Cup final? I, I'd definitely rather see it happen now. I'd actually rather see it happen now than, you know, even the last 10 games of the season. Yeah. You know, yeah. get it. Great point. Get it worked out now. Don't don't wait until those problems show up, at, you know, at the end of the season. They've got the ability to work on it now and wiggle room with it. So, you know, if it's going to happen, I'd rather it happen now. And there's the chance to, you know, fix it and finish the season out strong. So, As always, Stephanie, thanks for the call. Uh, 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to call in and bring to the table what we just heard from Stephanie, let's do so after the break. 702-876-1340. If you'd like to join us on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. To your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 2-1 to one the final. The Minnesota Wild defeat the Golden Knights. Come in, sweep the series. Is that concerning to you? 702-876-1340 is the number. Minnesota could potentially be a playoff matchup for the Golden Knights. Now, we've seen Vegas win two here at T-Mobile Arena, and Minnesota swept a two-game set in Minnesota, and they swept this two-game set in Vegas. Is that concerning? Or do you just kind of chalk this one up to the Golden Knights dealing with a lot of injuries, a lot of roster turnover? Uh, We know what the schedule's been like. And a reminder for those that maybe don't, 17 games in the month of March, another 17 here in April, and the Golden Knights do not have a two-day break between games the rest of the way. So they're, either play- they're playing every other day, and the only time they aren't playing every other day is when they're playing back-to-back. That's what the schedule is. And that's not an excuse because it's that way for everybody. However, one thing that I wonder, and I've wondered about this for a little while now, ever since the Golden Knights had two days off, uh, I've wondered about this. How do you practice with this schedule? Well, quite frankly, you don't. Like you have morning skate to kind of just get your body going, but... In terms of practice time, the Golden Knights have had very little practice time. Why? Because you need recovery time. 
when you're playing this much hockey and you're as banged up as these guys are, again, not an excuse, just the reality of this season, you need recovery time. And I wonder, could the Golden Knights have more in terms of offensive production or, more specifically, could the power play be better if they had an opportunity, if they had pockets of time where they could really hone in and practice? Just a thought. You can give me a call if you agree or disagree or think that I'm just making excuses. That's totally fine. You can yell at me. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Well, in the immortal words of Alan Iverson, practice. We talking about practice. Right now <laughs> I am. Yeah, right now there's I am. No, there's just no time for it, is there? There really isn't. And, and again, it, it's, not, it's not meant to be and, and hopefully not taken as an excuse. I just think that when you're in the thick of this and you start looking at some of the trends, specifically with the power play, and, and just its inability to really click – a couple of practices might be the key to unlocking that. It, I don't know what it's going to be, except here is the problem. Yeah. And no matter how you slice it, this really is what it boils down to. In every other season in the past and in the future, we will never have to play Minnesota in a best-of-seven series. The chances of that happening in any other season are infinitesimal. Because Minnesota would have to escape in in the central, and we'd have to escape in the west for that to ever occur. And now it's going to probably be a situation that will occur. Yeah. So the, the, it's going to happen probably, either two against three or one against four or whatever it happens to be. We're going to have to play Minnesota. So – the team we can't seem to beat is the team we'll have to beat when push comes to shove, and I don't know how it's ever going to happen. Well, I, I think that, you know, you give yourself an opportunity, right? And, and I, I would argue that these two teams are very evenly matched just in terms of, of what we've seen bear out on the ice. That being said, I think Minnesota's a sneaky good club. They have – a decent amount of speed they can transition the puck and their defense is incredibly locked in and structured so it's going to be up to the golden knights should that happen and it's going to be up to pete deboer to to craft a game plan that will allow the golden knights to take four of of seven and and it's i guess it's it's your ability to believe that that could happen Are, are you concerned about the minnesota wild well, absolutely, and we have two goaltenders who can beat every other team in the NHL but the Minnesota Wild. Well, well I watched, this, this one wasn't on the goalies. No, it, I'm not saying it's on the goalies. Of yeah. course it isn't on yeah. the goalies, but there is no question that Robin Leonard is maybe the worst shootout goaltender in the, in the NHL. When you get to the shootout, if you ever get to a shootout, Robin Leonard is a bad goaltender, and it's not I'm not bagging on him, but he doesn't do well in shootouts. So if it ever gets to that, and it doesn't get to that in playoff hockey, I know that. But he, he for whatever reason, he doesn't handle shootouts very well. And Mark Andre Fleury, for all of his greatness, is six and thirteen against the Minnesota Wild. It doesn't make any sense. So I, 
I guess my final question to you is there's two more games between these two clubs, right? And it's yeah. it's going to be May 3rd and May 5th in Minnesota. What do you need to see from the Golden Knights against Minnesota in Minnesota to kind of quiet those those concerns? I need to see the top six forwards come to play. Like they really mean business on those particular games. All right, Mike, thanks for the call. I, I you think, bet. I think you make some some solid points. Like when it when it comes to the Minnesota Wild, it's just a team that seems to have Vegas's number. And and sometimes in hockey, even if it doesn't make any sense, even if you look at the two teams on paper and you say there's no way this team has that big of an edge over the other, sometimes it just happens. And it's 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 not something you can really explain. Sometimes it just happens. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us after the break on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. What do you need to see on Monday? It's a very simple question. Somebody pick up the phone right now and answer it for me. As a fan of this club... As a fan of a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations, this team's going to go on the road. They're going to play St. Louis, who is floundering right now. What do you need to see? 702-876-1340. Don't think, just dial. Don't think, just dial. I mean, you can think about what you're going to say, but do dial the phone. Because... There's a couple of things I'd like to see against St. Louis for the Golden Knights. One, score more than three goals. Like, if, if you're going into that game on Monday and, and I, I'm, I'm looking at it from, a, from an objective point of view, if I'm going into that game on Monday, I want to see this team put up five, six I want to see the offense just come back with a vengeance. I want to see Mark Stone score a couple. I want to see Max Pacioretty just let his shot go and find the back of the net. I want to see offensive production from Alex Petrangelo. That's what I want to see. What do you want to see? What are you expecting to see? when the Vegas Golden Knights go to St. Louis and play that two-game set. What do you need to see? Doesn't like I, I understand that there are things I'd like to see. I understand that there's a way that I'd like the Golden Knights to play. I understand that I want to see a, a multi-point performance from Alex Petrangelo, the off-season acquisition that was, was that guy that, that kind of takes that production one step ahead. But see, what do you need to see from this team? We've seen them beat St. Louis plenty of times this year. 
do you do you announce that Vegas is back? Do you announce that they are able to kind of put their scoring drought aside if they go out and score four goals in 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 one game and five goals in another? If they have nine goals on the ledger after these two games against St. Louis, does that prove anything to you? Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Corwin. Corwin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. So, looking about how they're taking on St. Louis Monday coming up, and what I really want to see is a clean bounce back game. And no, St. Louis has been struggling, so this could help the Golden Knights more. They've both been struggling, so it'll be very interesting to see how this game plays out. When you say when you say a bounce back, what what specifically? Like let let's get specific with it. What do you want to see come out of those two games? I want to see the special teams improve, especially the power play. Okay. As well as especially the second game, Chandler Stevenson's going to be back from suspension. I think that's been affected very much from what I've seen with the speed in the Golden Knights game without Chandler Stevenson. It's been affected drastically. Yeah, no, Corwin, I, I agree with you, and thanks for the call. I, I think that you take Chandler Stevenson off of that top line and you lose that element of speed. You lose extra space on the ice for Mark Stone and for Max Pacioretty, and without that, that top line just has not looked the same. They have not dominated the game in ways that we believe they should, and it has had a trickle-down effect all the way throughout the lineup, and that it it's against Minnesota, a team that can transition the puck and move the puck up the ice and, and extra time and space is necessary. It really, really highlights the loss of Chandler Stevenson. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. So a couple of interesting tidbits here. The San Jose Sharks beat the L.A. Kings tonight. Why is that important? Well, San Jose is currently sixth in the division with 38 points. Tied with St. Louis. Fifth in the division, 38 points. Arizona, in that final playoff spot right now, just 39 points. So as much as we have talked about the Golden Knights' dominance over St. Louis and San Jose, there's a very distinct possibility right now that the San Jose Sharks, who have been playing better of late, actually have won four straight games, could find their way pushing hard for a playoff spot. Just keep that one in your back pocket. But I also mentioned the St. Louis Blues. That is the next opponent of the Vegas Golden Knights. 16, 15, and 6, 38 points. Minus 15 goal differential on the season. It has not been the type of season that the St. Louis Blues expected. The Golden Knights have been very good against St. Louis. 
you've got to hope that if you're a Golden Knights fan, you play a team that you've been able to score on and it kind of breaks you out of this little slump that you're in, that will be the hope for the Golden Knights on Monday and Wednesday. Of course, that next game will be on Monday at 5 o'clock. That's the puck drop. Pre-game starts at 4 o'clock. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for twisting and turning and keeping us on the air by utilizing those knobs. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. That's always appreciated. And thanks to you for calling in to the extended post-game show. Always great to talk with you after a game, win or lose. That's going to wrap it up. Next game, again, Monday, 5 p.m., pregame, 4 o'clock. I'll be on the air getting you set right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.